Hello, and thank you for joining us for week two of our Acts to the End of the Earth sermon series. This week we're going to be checking out Acts chapter 2, specifically verses 1 through 13. Uh, It's a very familiar bit of scripture for most of us as it deals with the day of Pentecost and the filling of the Holy Spirit. And so let's uh, kick off this week. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a loud sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them the ability. At that time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem, and when they had heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. Verse 7. Then they were amazed. How can this be? they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in their own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Alams, and people of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and the province of Asia, Egypt, and other areas of Libya and Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in their own languages about the wonderful things that God has done. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked one another. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, They're just drunk, that's all. And then Peter continued, preaching to the crowd, and the new believers formed a new Jesus community. We see here that we see topics, things like the beginning of the church. We see topics of fellowship and prayer and generosity. And I really think the main idea here is that after being filled with the Holy Spirit, Peter proclaims the gospel. Over 3,000 people are saved, the church is born, and God's kingdom begins to impact Jerusalem. And I think in light of all this, we can tell ourselves, if we continually devote ourselves to God and to one another, God will draw people to his kingdom and himself. And so, let's look at a few points that... Uh, this scripture in Acts really brings to us. The first is that on the day of Pentecost, the disciples were all together in one place when the Holy Spirit descended as Jesus had promised. And we find this directly in verses 2 and 3. Verse 4 goes on to state that all the disciples became filled with the Holy Spirit and a great crowd of people gathered to see what all the fuss was about. Peter then proclaimed the gospel to the masses, and what's crazy to think is that 3,000 people were saved, and that's going to be found between verses uh, 14 through 40. And so this is where we really see the birth of the church, and it happens in Jerusalem, the epicenter of Israelite thought and worship. But we have to ask ourselves, what did life look like for these new believers? Well, verses 42 through 47 give us a glimpse of this. They give us a list of the things that the early church valued and things that they practiced. Their culture and their circumstances were influenced by structures that they employed. What is more relevant to us is that that they valued and practiced as disciples of Jesus. And the things that they valued were things like devotion to God and to his word, fellowship with one another. I love this next one, radical generosity and sharing 
and lastly, praying and worshiping together. So we can say that the marks of a Jesus community are devotion to God, fellowship with one another, radical generosity, and praying and worshiping together. So if you're doing all those, you're on the right track. If you're not, well, it might be time to reevaluate. But the story of Jesus in the New Testament is portrayed as God's response to a history of human selfishness. Think about this. In a great reversal of expectations, God decides to give a gift to us. And that gift is actually the gift of himself. In Jesus, we see the Creator God identify with humanity's sufferings and their plight of scarcity. Jesus chooses to go without adequate food or shelter, and he reached out to the homeless and the hungry in order to share in God's abundance. Think about this. He modeled for us the perfect life, and ultimately Jesus allows the selfishness of his own people, the Israelites, to kill him. And he overcomes their evil with his generous love and resurrection from the dead. And this is what he does for us. He invites his his followers to live as the risen Jesus invites his followers into the same intimate lifestyle of generosity towards others. Living generously requires a posture of trust towards God. And it's rooted in the conviction that God has given us everything that we need. If Jesus gave the ultimate gift of his own life for us, despite our selfishness and failures, then the only reasonable response is to extend this same gift to others that we come into contact with. The story of Jesus always has the potential to recreate us in the image of a generous God who loves to give gifts abundantly. And the Holy Spirit is given to God's people to accomplish this new generous way of living. And that's why... Pentecost is so great that after the disciples were hiding out in the upper room, after it looks like the story is over and everything is lost, God again is generous to his people and gives them the helper that was foretold. And that same spirit, that same power is with us today. As a result of Christ-centered values and spiritual practices of the early church, two powerful things happen in this story. First, the church had a tremendous influence on those around them. Verse 47 says that the disciples were enjoying the favor of all the people. Because followers of Jesus were impacting the city by embracing the life and teachings of Jesus. And second, God brought people into his kingdom. Verse 47 ends by declaring this statement. And the Lord added to their number daily those that were being saved. Through the disciples' courage, their faith, their good works, their reliance upon the Holy Spirit, God added to their number daily. And as a result, the kingdom of God grew exponentially. And the same thing can happen today. That if we embrace the life and teachings of Jesus, God will add to our number. It's just the way things happen. And the book of Acts gives us a perfect example of that. As believers today, we too can have a powerful influence on the world around us. It wasn't just for them back in Pentecost. It's for us today. And again, our goal is not to try to copy and paste the exact structure of the early church functioned into our present day structure, but it's that we can learn how the first disciples related to God, to one another, and to the world in those 
undergirding principles to our context. As we love God and obey His Word, we can walk in deep community with one another, we can give selfish, uh, selflessly, and we can pray continually. We will once again change the world by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I think that, again, those are some of the main highlights, really, of Acts chapter 2. And so that really brings us to a few questions that we have to ask. The first question is, what spiritual practice could you add to your life tomorrow that would increase your devotion and relationship to God? And what do you need to do in order to begin? The second question is, as a group, how could we grow together in a more meaningful way of fellowship with one another? In your church context or in your small group context, think about how you could grow together in more meaningful worship and fellowship. And lastly, what keeps us from walking and radical generosity and sharing as the early church did? And that's a very interesting question for us to really consider. What keeps us from walking in radical generosity and sharing as the early church did? I know that this last question is kind of a hard one. And I know that um, in counseling, especially several people over the course of the last few months, um, this one idea about radical generosity just keeps getting brought back up. And usually it's because of a lack of it. And what I've heard again and again and again is people really, um, whenever it comes time to give, whenever it comes time to serve, whenever it comes time to put others' needs above ours, there's usually a lot, uh, uh, really a lot of really lack of our putting ourselves out there. It's uh, There's an unwillingness to do so. And a lot of what I find is that it's so much easier to be selfish. It's, it's so much easier to not put ourselves out there. It's so much easier to hold back uh, for fear. Um, and a lot of this I really do believe is that many of us, I believe, just do not count the cost of what it means to be a disciple because being a disciple of Christ will cost us something. We did see that all the disciples that followed Christ in the New Testament, it affected them greatly, and it will affect us too. There's blessings with it, but also with that comes a cost, and we need to we need to weigh that. Because radical generosity and sharing will cost us something. In some cases, it might cost worldly things, but in it we gain our soul, right? So there's a lot of things to consider there in that very last question. And so, uh, as you kind of contemplate these questions and ask uh, how you can better serve uh, this week um, to be a better witness, uh, and to also kind of contemplate on the Pentecost, uh, I pray that um, this second week of Acts uh, chapter 2 has been encouraging to you. I know that the incredible thing is that same spirit that came and descended on the day of Pentecost when all believers were together meeting in one place is the same spirit that will empower you uh, in the personhood of Jesus to do incredible things in this world for the kingdom of God. And so be encouraged by that. And the Holy Spirit um, fills us and may he empower us to do great works for the kingdom over this next week. Thank you for joining us for week two of our Acts to the Ends of the Earth series and have a blessed week. Take care.